Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. To Speed City with John Massengill, Bob Varsha, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to your Sunday night with Speed City. This is John Massengale. I'm in the studio in Austin with my friend Jonathan Green across the desk from me. Mr. Green, how are you, sir? Hot and sweaty. Just been to Nashville, Tennessee. Well, it was probably hotter here in Austin than it Nashville. Was, yeah, to be honest, it, was, it, it rained Friday and Saturday. There was quite a few delays for everybody involved. It was a big event. Big event. Oh, huge. The third Motor like, City yeah. Grand Prix, yeah. And, I mean, SRO were there, Super Trucks were there, Trans Am were there, which is what I was doing, and, of course, Indy. And Indy Lights. And, and Indy, Indy Next. Indy yeah. Next, yeah. So, it was so big crazy. Well, and 100,000 people. And, um, really, really cool. And, the, and it wasn't crazy hot, right? No, it wasn't crazy hot. It was sort of mid-80s, 90s, but it was oh. so humid. Um, that's, that's really nighttime for Austin. Yeah, exactly. No, it was, it was, a, it was I'll tell you see, what, it was a nice reprieve. Did you see the forecast for Austin? It's like... A hunt for the next seven days, 107 is the lowest high temperature. It's supposed to be like 109, 107 to 109 in the next week. I'm just what was Robin Williams? It's hot, damn hot. This is a crotch pot cooking. I am a native <laughs> Texan, and I am done with this. That's hot. Yeah, that's hot. That I'm is hot. Hey, let's talk about what we are going to talk about. It's hot because we, besides it being hot, we got lots to talk about. We got some Formula One stories, including some stuff about Las Vegas. Larry the latest on the Andretti F1 yes. stuff and Hamilton's contract, more and more. We got actually quite a By few By the way, stories. I, I want to blow out a theory tonight on, on the Andretti thing. Ooh, I've got I a like story that. to back it up, but I, I kind of want to I want to join the, 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 the dots I have, for you, I'm gonna blow for our out audience. A, I'm going to blow out a theory to you that I've just kind of teased But my you. theory's better than your theory. Well, <laughs> yours is better because it has to do with Andretti. <laughs> Mine has to do with MotoGP Ooh. and Liberty Media. Hey, shout out, Joe Roberts, when we get to MotoGP. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good result. Yeah, because we're going to talk Formula One, MotoGP. Of course, IndyCar at Nashville, that was great. Of yep. course, you were there for the weekend, yeah, yeah. not for today. but And a little Trans Am, of course, which what you were working on. Yeah. So, uh, But I want to start with IndyCar. Yes. Because it was, it was great, number one, because... 
Carl Kirkwood won. I know. Our, one of our favourites of the show. Um, yep. No question about it. His second street race win. His second win for Andretti Autosport. Andretti Autosport uh, winning again. Yeah. And, and not really an expected win. He did a brilliant job. He didn't qualify that well. But nobody did because there was so little time, track time. They yeah. delayed Friday. Because the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was not an easy weekend for Indy, you know, especially when um, you never know what you're going to get. You know, they didn't change the course from last year, but, you know, there's always things that change on a road course. You know, it's, it's getting weathered all the time. So yeah. you just don't know what you're going to get. And so, um, but he did a brilliant job. He got a great start. He used the, um, uh, the cautions and uh, came out on top and just didn't hold back. I mean, it was Penske versus Ganassi versus uh, Andretti. Below, you know, all the top guys in, involved, and Kirkwood came out on top. Yeah, uh, but there's lots of stuff to talk about because um, we had Linus Lundqvist. Yep. He started his first race. I'm so happy for him. Good. And, yeah, I saw him all the way up to third. He didn't end up finishing great. Friend of the show, Linus. Yeah, yeah, he's been on the show a few times. Um, and, and Benjamin Pedersen, another rookie, going, you yeah. know, getting into it now. And, um, you know, it's funny. I was talking, the, the, the one conversation over the weekend, and I was talking to Adam, Adam Andretti, who races in Trans Am, about... Um, the oh, I've got a, a story to tell you about an Andretti too. But um, no, to uh, the depth of talent has never been bigger in both Indy Next and in IndyCar. When you there isn't a weak driver on that field, and the guys like Linus and Benjamin Pedersen coming like in, yeah. Malukas and so on, they're ready. And when you look at the Indy Next field and Hunter McElray and Rasmussen and all the rest of it, they they could just jump in a seat, and so. It, it, you know, it's really getting interesting. It's a good time for IndyCar. It, it, they are at the top of their game and the talent, the fact that, you know, it used to be that, you know, Nigel Mansell would win his Formula One world title and come over and do Indy and, and dominate or Alonso would come over and it would be a big hurrah, right? Now we're talking about Pelot and we're talking about Hurt and we're talking about Pato Award going to Formula One. That's how much talent there is. Yeah, and speaking of the level of talent, we've been watching Kirkwood forever, right? Yeah. All the way back to F4. And he came through mm. F4, F3, uh, F Road to Indy, yep. Road to Indy, all the different ones. And he decimated the competition yeah. all the way. I mean, he yeah. won, like in F4 and F3, he won like 80% of his races. And the only or other something? one, ironically, Linus Lundquist and Benjamin Pedersen did the same. Yes. Linus, especially. Not quite as much as Kirkwood. Yeah. No, but, no. But they, but they did do similar. And Kirkwood would argue that in the days where he was in FR, it was just starting out in this country, and there was True. very few competitors. True. But that you—that's that, you know—you can't look at history like that. It's true, but he <laughs> did. But he did the same thing in Indy. Uh, the road to Indy. He did. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. He did. He won Indy. He's the real at deal. The time. He is the real deal. Well, my point in all of that is that he was—you know—he went to every series and killed it all the way up. When he got to IndyCar, he, it took him to his second year before yeah. he started winning races. Yeah. So it's like. Backing up the point you're making about the level of competition in IndyCar, you know, I expected Kirkwood to be able to, I expect him to win, at least win races his first season. Yeah, maybe he wasn't in the right car at the right time or whatever, but but he's you know he's definitely the real deal on the level of competition. And just taking crazy. A, yeah, and just taking a side uh, vaunt from that, he's still young, and I think we know Colton Herter's in line for that Andretti Formula One ride in if they get if they get the franchise. I think Kirkwood could be easily the second absolutely, driver. Absolutely, absolutely. And to me, I wrote in my notes when Andretti won today, after Andretti winning in Formula E, yeah. I was like, uh, don't you know that Michael is just kind of smiling, going, okay, Formula One, you know. I'd, I'd like to call Toto credit. up yeah. and go, you know that quote about Andretti being good in America? Well, actually, 
just have a look at the results worldwide yeah. on Andretti Motorsport. Exactly. But what a great time for this to be happening. I mean, they're literally talking about Andretti F, you know, in the F1 effort. And he's winning Formula E and he's winning everything right now. His, his resume is getting even better. While I was watching practice, uh, I, I saw, you know, we were all waiting for a rain delay. And I saw an interesting uh conversation going on between Zach Brown and uh, Michael Andretti and they were smiling and chatting and all the rest of it. And of course they're in business together in Australia. Um, yeah. they, 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 they share a, 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 a franchise, if you like, in um, Super V8s. So th- th- there's a, you know, there's, there's an interesting simpatico there <laughs> yeah. that everybody says, oh, they don't want Andretti in Formula One. Well, it's, never, you know, it's never as simple as the, as the story we yeah. get. Yeah. All right. What else about IndyCar? Uh, man, do you see that lap 17 herder was going into the concrete wall, passed by like six cars? That was a crazy, uh, not fortunate incident for Herda. I mean, he ended up, yeah. you know, making it through that. But what about that really weird wing failure for David Malukas? Did you see that? I didn't. I've never seen something like that in uh, an I had open to skip wheel. through it because I, I was on the plane coming back uh, oh, yeah. when the race was yeah. on itself. So, well, he was, they, they, by the time they showed him, the rear wing was like broken on the ground, and where they were like, "Oh, we all thought, oh, they, he he was in a collision, but he wasn't." And his rear wing had had broken and fallen backwards, and then the car was smoking. It was like, what what caused all of that? Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's like the engine was having problems, and the the rear wing had had broken and fallen down. I never heard. I was hoping you'd heard, but I hadn't I hadn't seen anything. But that was crazy. Before we finish, Indy, I want to tell you about the future of that event. Okay, well, we have a clip before we finish, Indy. We have a clip from uh, Kyle Kirkwood. In, he was in the press conference after the race. And if we're good to go on that one, we will hear that. Casey, we good to go? He said we're good. Let's hear it. Kyle Kirkwood. Yeah, it was a phenomenal afternoon. Um, I mean, we, we absolutely nailed everything, it felt like, to be honest. We had a great strategy. car was extremely fast. Um, through the entire race, I feel like we were probably one of the fastest cars. I haven't looked back at it yet. I have no idea, but I assume we were. Um, and Andretti Autosport, AutoNation, Honda keep giving me a, a car that's super good on street courses. I feel like this should be uh, more more than than just two wins, to be honest, on street courses, given the cars that they've given me. Um, but I'm I'm thrilled with with this one here today. You know, this is kind of redemption from last year. Um, we just had a dumb incident and um, redemption from Toronto, <laughs> redemption from uh, Detroit. I mean. This is this is uh, this one feels good, no doubt. It doesn't feel as good as the first one. That first one was it was absolutely amazing at at, uh, at Long Beach, but now this is this is a step in the right direction. This helps us in our championship uh, get us back in the te- top ten range, I imagine. Um, so this was a phenomenal day for Andretti Autosport on the twenty seven car. You know, he's not going to change the world in this year's championship, but he is clo- slowly making a name for himself. And that twenty seven, which was Rossi's, remember. Um, I yeah. think he's come into that team and he's got his elbows out. He, they have got a lot of respect. He may be young, he may be just on the way up, but I think that second win solidifies that he is up there. Not maybe as below is, but he's up there. He's now ninth in the championship yeah. after this win today. Yeah. So good stuff. Really. So yes, it. he is definitely on the way up, and you know. <laughs> If he continues this, he could move up into the top five or something by the end of the season. Easily. So, yep. Easily. Uh, there was something else on Indy. Oh, I was just going to talk about Pelot. Pelot and, of, of, uh, you know, he finished sec- uh, third, and McLaughlin finished second. 
Yeah, McLaughlin's yeah. going to be mad because, I mean, he was pole last year. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, Scott, again, Scott McLaughlin, what a story this is turning out to be. You know, we're all amazed at what Van Gisbergen did a couple of weeks ago. But here's another Kiwi doing it in style. So did you see, um, I actually was doing the same thing. I watched about the first two hours of IndyCar, but I had to rush toward the end. But I didn't see, there was, McLaughlin has a, we've got a clip from him. And in fact, let's just play the clip. But it's talking about the restarts. He was really upset yeah. about the restarts. Yes, so yes, yes. He didn't go well there. And just throw it, and well within their right to throw it up the in, inside when it turns green. That's fine. But we just have this terrible, just stop start amateurish looking finish to races. And it just, it, if we could just, uh, I'm going to speak to Jay about it, Cole, Novak. Like, it, we just need to go, okay, well, apex the last corner or start finish line. Like, make it, make a point where you just can't pass. If, if just to get it going. And look, I, I'm, I might be wrong. They might crash at turn one. But what I'm saying is I just, I've done it in supercars. Formula One does it. Every, like other sports around the world do it. Like it just gets the race going. Everyone's on cold tires and someone's going to have a mistake. And then, then the guy behind him is going to go, oh, no, I'm going to have a crack. And, and, and then that lock up, boom, bang, bang, Constantina, you know, big shunts, you know, people getting hurt, rah, rah, rah. It's just like, I, I, I just think it looks amateurish. Really you know, I'm with him on that, and I, I don't know why, because uh, I've, I've been in, in, co in conferences with our race director for Trans Am. Because it's a street circuit, the start-finish line, which is right by the pit lane and right opposite the Nissan Stadium, right? You're the perfect person to answer yeah, this exactly. question. Yeah, exactly. And therefore, the run from the start-finish line is too short. It's about 100 yards to a really tight turn one, and it's also pit exit. So you can imagine, it, it's, not, it's not a great place to start a race. So what we do in Trans Am is we start, on the bridge, which is the fastest huh. part. So we go green on the other side of the bridge, and you'll see that 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 uh, a lot back. of the coming back over the bridge before yes. turn nine. Got it. Indy, interestingly enough, still had the green flag where I'm talking about at the start finish, but the leader controls the race coming out of turn nine, which is three turns before that, and that's what he's talking about. He's sort of yeah. saying you're not even. It is confusing as a fan to watch because. He, you know, the commentators are like, okay, now he's in control of the race and, and kind of like the speed is kind of upping and we haven't seen the green flag. Yeah. And the re but they're trying to put it back so exactly what he's saying doesn't happen, which is a concertina effect. So the race is at least underway two corners before you come to the real funnel yes. where you've got to be line astern. Otherwise, there's trouble. Happened in the Indy Next race. Um, you know, they were trying to jostle for position um, before the green flag. But the race is cut. In other words, it's confusing, and I'm with Scott on this. Um, it's never easy at a street race, but I think we got it right in Trans Am by using the fastest part of the circuit and the most space going into the biggest corner on the racetrack, i.e. width, yeah. and with runoff, that would avoid that uh, potential massive pileup. If you watch that whole interview in the, uh, in the press conference, he was very upset about it. And I think Scott McLaughlin is... One of the best, if not the best, additions to IndyCar. Oh, no question. He's he's fan, he's super. Uh, he's a, he's one of the best drivers. Absolutely. I mean, he's going to battle for championships every year. It feels like. And it's amazing. He but got... he's so but he's so sincere and genuine oh, yeah. and open. And he's that way on social media. He's 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 fantastic. And you know what? With his fellow compatriot Scott Dixon being the goat of Indy, um, it it doesn't take too many uh you know organizers to work out that these guys know what they're talking about and they do it from the heart. 
They do it because they love racing. They're not trying to make a name for themselves. They're already household names around the world. Yeah. McLaughlin, McLaughlin, Van Gisbergen, Dixon, etc. So when he's got a, a, a bug to bear, um, he means it. And he means well by it. Um, and street races, you know, we had the same conversations um, with Trans Am going Trans-Am. through the whole weekend, which is what what happens here? What happens there? Because we had a lot of wet weather too. Uh, well, speaking so, of Trans Am, let's talk about it a little bit after the break. You're listening yep. to Sunday Night with Speed City back after a quick break. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky. The source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing. WindingRoadRacing.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, this is Kurt Busch. You're listening to Speed City Radio. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio. Speed City. All right, welcome back. We're going to talk some Formula One later in the show. We're going to talk some MotoGP later in the show. But right now, we're going to talk a little Trans Am. Jonathan Green was there working on the microphones. Uh, Jonathan, tell us about it. Um, Great. It was our third year. um, At Nashville. At Nashville. um, And we have a sort of insider, if you will, Scott Borchetta, 
is not only a, an accomplished Trans Am driver in our series, he's also the head of Big Machine uh, Records, which, of and course... Big Machine Vodka and yeah, Big Machine exactly. everything. So he's, he's, he's our title sponsor for the Big Machine Vodka Spike Coolers Trans Am series this year. He was third in the race last year, uh, and he is the to- total sponsor for the overall IndyCar event at Nashville. He's the vision, if you will, behind the whole of the event. And um, he couldn't race this year. He um, unfortunately um, broke his leg. Yeah, he had uh, a really a big, big accident, accident yeah. at Road Atlanta. So he very graciously, I can't believe he had the time to do it, but he graciously came in and commentated, which was really, really fascinating for me. Um, I'm like sitting next to the boss there, buddy. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Um, and he was very insightful. He was, the, the beauty of it is he's got no, you know, if he feels strongly about something, he makes his opinion felt. And there was a couple of incidents where he said, no, 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 that guy's wrong. You know, and that was oh, that's great. Good. Yeah, that's really refreshing. good stuff. And that's coming from the big, big boss. That's the big, the big boss. Who owns the series. I mean, uh, well, essentially, he's, right? he basically, he's the, he's the reason the event is happening. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, uh, he made it into a music festival. Obviously, he, uh, the Big Machine record label includes Sheryl Crow and many others, um, you know, uh, Tim McGraw, the lot. They've got, he's got a huge play. I mean, you know, so, his, his fame comes from having signed Taylor Swift years ago, but now his record label is massive. So who was there? Were they doing live yeah. concerts? Oh, there was, I mean, I, I can't even name them, but uh, like, Florida, which is a rap singer, was there. Um, but no, they weren't all Big Machine uh, uh, I asked him about that. Artists, they weren't yeah. all artists, his artists. He wanted he, he wanted to use it as an opportunity for some of the big names to come and be entertaining to the 100,000 people that were there. But he also wanted, for example, on our national anthem, to give somebody else a shot, you know, give somebody else a, a bit of limelight in a perfect time to do it. Um, and that's that's been his MO. But the story and the, about Scott Borchetta that, that's perhaps more interesting is that while this weekend was going on, a deal was struck and the finale of IndyCar next year oh, yeah. will be in Nashville. And they'll do the prize giving there. And I don't know if you know this, but Titan Stadium is being pulled down. And they're going to build it in that pit lane and paddock. I did rebuild not know it. that. Yeah. It's right next to it. You could see it yeah. on the helicopter well, they're, shots. They're tumbling it down and rebuilding it literally 100 yards away. Because they feel that, that it's more of a college stadium kind of, well, you know, in terms yeah. of size. And they feel that they can go bigger. And they, they are. Jerry they're going Jones massive. Envy. They're literally going to go big time. And Nashville's, you know, that's the kind of, Nashville well, so, is, is a bit like Austin is. It's very much like, yeah. well, let's just go bigger. So he has now taken this, after three years, event to being Indy's big event. So what are they going to do year. in the old stadium? Well, what they're going to. They're going to use the old stadium. They're going to crush the, the old stadium yeah. down to nothing. And they're going to rebuild a brand new state-of-the-art no, I mean, stadium. Oh, I thought you meant that IndyCar was going to use some of that no, no, area. No. Well, okay. we, we, we go by, by that stadium, so we can't do that next year. So what they're going to do for uh, the finale is, you know what they, they come over the bridge, the yep. Korean War? They go, war back, go down and come yeah. back. Well, instead of coming back, they're going to go right onto Broadway. They're going straight down Broadway. They're going to wow. the... Street. So in effect, if like here, here we are in Austin, they're effectively going down Sixth Street, which <laughs> will be both a spectacle 
but an interesting scenario because how do you keep everybody happy? Because those bars make a lot of money. Um, but it'll also be a fantastic spectacle to see them go by Johnny Cash's bar and, you know, cool. Grand Ole Opry, whatever. And then they'll come back because they have to. But So that was the big story of the weekend. But the other big story, and I just want people to be aware. I thought, you know, I've always had a, a real passion for the youngsters and who's coming up next. Kyle Kirkwood, we followed from the very get-go. And I said to you, watch this kid. Yeah. And here he is, winning today. Yeah. I think you said that in F4. Yeah. We have a 17-year-old and a 15-year-old in Connor Zilich and Brent Cruz. Both have been world kart champions. Both are from North Carolina. They grew up racing against each other, and now they are winning. And Zilich, got a, he got a, a restrictor plate, a, a modification penalty. He was pole and came from the back in 34th position and won the darn thing. Wow. And he did the same at Detroit. But the... the- a restrictor plate violation was after he won? No. Ah. They found it after qualifying. Okay. Okay. And it was, you know, you know that is one of the big violations. Sure. Yeah. And it, it, Instant it, horsepower. Yeah, yeah, and it created quite – and, and the, the annoying thing for me is that Connor's 17, of course, wouldn't have been aware what his – you know, he's not looking in the engine. He's just driving. Yeah. And so it just seemed pointless to me when he, he was already – you know, he was, he's already one of the fastest drivers we've got, and he's a huge talent – and they're just making his life harder, and it just seems – anyway, it, it's a political thing, so, but, but you're two saying, big names for the future. And where do you think they'll go? Well, Brent Cruz is already signed by TRD, okay. uh, uh, Toyota Racing Development, and or, so therefore is, is in line to go to NASCAR. Okay. In fact, that he drove in the Toyota uh, GR series as well, the 86s. So he's – and he's 15. And, and obviously Trans Am is – I mean, Trans Art and NASCAR, NASCAR is a natural transition. Well, right? yeah, and more so. And it's been interesting. I've been with Trans Am now, what, six years? And in the last three years, because NASCAR has gone to Cota and other road races, uh, and people uh, like yeah. Chase Elliott and, and, and Kyle Larson are natural-born road racers – all these kids are coming to NASCAR to learn road racing. So they're saying, hey. Coming to Trans Am. So, sorry, coming to Trans Am to right. learn road racing. So when they arrive in the Xfinity, like with Connor Mosack, good example. He was with us two that's years. A, that's a good side door into right NASCAR. side door. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's now becoming a feeder series to the NASCAR series, which is pretty darn cool. Yeah, that's that's. But that's a sneaky way in, right? Well, it's not so much sneaky. It's it. I mean, it's a cheap way in. I, I the cars yeah. aren't that dissimilar. I mean, we have a you know we have a wing on the back compared to NASCAR. The cars very similar in a lot of ways. Obviously, NASCAR's a bit. We go simple. They go more sophisticated with the Gen Three. Um, but you know, for example, Daniel Suarez did this race last year. Yeah. And in this year's race, uh, Justin Marks was in the top six, yep. who is a team owner. So, you know, and, and Suarez didn't do anything. You know, he didn't beat everybody. Um, so, it, and Brent Cruz at 15 is killing it. He's yeah. winning everything. Trans Am feels like it's on a resurgence. It know? is. Weirdly. Yeah. yeah. And I say weirdly because, you know, we, we think about Formula E and we think about V8s and muscle, right. muscle car. But I tell you what, that crowd at Nashville who came to see the IndyCar, because that's the headline event, Literally, we're up on their seats going, what is this? This is like, wow, this is like NASCAR. Um, you know, we've got 34 cars going around a street circuit and, you know, no room for error and great racing. And, you know, people, the, the, we're talking about how hot it's going to be. 
you know, we talk about the uh, global warming and climate change and all this stuff and, 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 uh, motorsport series have been in the, in the uh, crosshairs for some of this stuff, but it's not going to be long before synthetic fuels of some sort, carbon neutral fuels or whatever, like formula one and others are talking about going to and already experimenting with and how Porsche is pouring money into that. But every race series can start using that. Yeah. Across the board. And, you know, if, if it becomes a bigger and bigger issue, it's like, you know, they, I'm sure they're doing market research going, ah, well, if we did this, our audience might, you know, it might well, grow because of that. It's so. a smart move because you're, it's what Formula E did, if you think about it. You take motorsport to the people. And that's a key. Yeah. If you ask Formula E what the, the secret of their success is, is that they brought it into towns. They into brought the it into towns. Because, because they can, because yeah. it's not noisy. It's, you know, it it's uh, socially acceptable, I might say, you know, for lack of a better phrase. But my yeah. other my other story I had to tell you, I got the thrill and a half of a lifetime because um, during the weekend. So Scott's going to my 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 co-commentator, right? Yeah. So I said, why should we do the opener? You know, we usually choose some iconic backdrop or whatever. And he goes, well, I'm launching, I'm launching my new bourbon at the distillery, which is just over the bridge from the track. That's not a good place for Jonathan Green to well, be. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> but he goes, and Mario Andretti's going to be there. And I'm like, I'll be there. And of course, we opened the show with Mario. And I said to him, I said to him, and Adam Andretti, of course, is usually my co-commentator and his nephew. And I said to him, I said, um, I know you didn't do Trans Am, you know, uh, Mario, but do you, do you watch? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, Adam, Adam's a good driver. And he goes, he's a really good commentator. He goes, he does it with you, doesn't he? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He knows who I so am. Mary knows me. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I was just telling someone about one of the greatest conversations in a Formula One paddock. In fact, probably the greatest or second greatest, maybe the one that we did a deal was maybe the greatest, but this one was you and I walking through the paddock and we see Mick doing and Oh, that's Mario. right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we just stopped and had a conversation Mario. like, like a, just a bunch of gearheads and talking racing. Ah, oh, it's wonderful. For like 20 minutes yeah. with Mario. Genuine yeah. people. It's great. Uh, yeah. I, I think you're right. Uh, they say, don't meet your idols, but in the case of Mario Andretti, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got a break here. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk some MotoGP. We got Formula One stories coming up too. You're listening to Sunday night with Speed City back after this. Hey guys, we are very excited to welcome our new sponsor, All Stop Brewery, to Speed City. These guys make a fantastic beer, and I'm going to let Jonathan talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it. When I tasted it, I am not a big beer aficionado. I like a nice cold beer, but I'm always worried about a craft beer or a new beer that it's going to have a funky taste, especially aftertaste. This beer was fantastic. I have absolutely... No, uh, no qualms at all that this is my new favorite beer. But Jonathan, you know why? What makes it so special? The water and the recipe? Well, yeah. I mean, these guys have done their research and do it right. And they've even imported the right water to do it right. I mean, it, it, I tell you, this Alstad beer, fantastic. And I'm, uh, you know, most Europeans are snobs about their beer. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. Because, You're definitely a snob? Yes, okay. about my beer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because there's no question, carbonation has always been my issue here in the States. It's overcarbonated. And our lagers, our pilsners and lagers in Europe, um, uh, especially German ones, are not that heavily carbonated. And that's 
a key thing, and that's the first thing that uh, hit me was just how well they've done the beer. Uh, it's based out of Fredericksburg. It's, uh, it's, it's got a great tie-in because, obviously, Fredericksburg, a German town, and now they've got a Texas German beer, and it's cracking. Yeah, and the uh, the facility out there, it's amazing. They've, they've really done it right. It's really fantastic. So so check it out. You can get it at all the local HEBs and everything else, right? Yep, uh, it's around all around Texas. You can get it. Uh, they sell it in... Uh, uh, on on the shelf there as a Texas beer, but uh, I'll tell you what, you're in, right back in Germany when you drink it. And it's Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is David Hobbs, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Speaking of nice, blokes, hey Trans Am man, David Hobbs. Yeah, there you go. He was he's a super nice guy, isn't he? Oh, fantastic! I stopped him at Coda many years ago. He didn't know me from Adam. He's and... big mates with my uncle Brian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> him and Brian, Brian raced Brian BMWs for many a year. Mm, that's uh, right, at Daytona and so on. Uh, you say big mates that. Now they're big mates. Back oh, then. yeah, no, back then they were big mates. No, I think they were big mates because it was them against the world. They were the two Brits, if okay. you like, in, a, in the American scene. Uh, I mean, there was others that came, but uh, they moved over and, and, and sort of voted with their feet to, to stay in America, and they mm-hmm. both do. They go on holiday together and see each other, and Brian has a race at Road America, and David's always smozzling up there. Smozzling. Smozzling. Uh, speaking of Brits, uh, what about the MotoGP British Grand Prix at Silverstone, Jonathan? I, I want to start with, I, I think of any race at Silverstone as kind of being a special, almost iconic, depending on the series. Formula One, sure. And I've, I've thought that with Silverstone with MotoGP, but... Just watching, it didn't feel like it this time to me. No, uh, unfortunately. What's for, up? Yeah, exactly. What's up? Um, the, the, the fact, um, it's very disappointing, to be honest. Um, and I hope it, it, it turns around because MotoGP is still the amazing spectacle. Piastri was there. Uh, Lando Norris was there today. Yeah, uh, they were um, at the event. You know, yeah. it, it, it is very special. Um, but the crowds were down. Cal Crutchlow no longer races. We haven't got the Brits. Jake Dixon's doing well. He's third in Moto2. 
Joe Roberts did a good job. He got a fourth place, the American. Great news for him. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, but the two things have happened in Britain. I don't, a, Rossi's gone, and that they are still suffering. And that's how much of an influence Rossi had. Oh, the, yeah. the whole of, of MotoGP, here included, is suffering from a post-Rossi syndrome down. Yeah. You know, that, that people aren't, you know, they've lost, not, not interest, but they haven't been captured by the Peko Banyaya, Baseki kind of, you know, uh, combination yet. And Marquez, you know, Marquez hasn't finished. Mark Marquez. Hasn't finished a race? Hasn't finished a race since the Pang last year. Wow. Hasn't finished a race. So, I saw some headline, didn't read it, said Marquez, yeah. Marquez still happy with today's race, even though he didn't finish. I'm like, what? That's not the Marquez. And the other sad news is uh, it didn't get shown on free-to-air British TV for the first time in many, many years. Mm. And the crowd was definitely down. I know Silverstone's a big complex and you can't put... 300,000 people like you see at Formula One. But you need a Lewis Hamilton. You need a George Russell. And they don't have that in MotoGP in Britain. Now, if you go to Spain, sure. If you go to France, sure. Um, They have big stars. America, we don't have a MotoGP star. You know, the days of, you know, the big Colin Edwards and obviously Ben Spees and so many others, um, it's it's just not happening anymore. So you think Joe Roberts can make it to Moto from Moto2 to Moto2? I hope so. Um, I really do. Um, he's not like that's he's a not... very political answer, by the way. Um, I mean, talent-wise, yes, and I say I hope so because I think it could make the difference. He's got that kind of personality, and, and I know it's like every other motorsport. All the dominoes, I mean, all the pieces have to fall into the right place. You yeah. can have the talent, but all the other things have to happen around it too. Yeah, and a bit like but Formula I... One, we talk about going to Europe early. He, yeah. you know, he went. He was a Red Bull rookie with Mark Marquez. That's who he was a Red Bull rookie with. Can you imagine? Oh wow. So there you go. Well, this kind of dovetails nicely into the – this is something I just stumbled across this afternoon. I was watching an interview with um, Greg Maffei, who's the the CEO of Liberty Media. Not the guy from Billions, then? No. Okay. Uh, He's CEO of Liberty Media, of course, owns – um, Formula One and the Atlanta Braves and yes. Sirius XM and all these other companies, right? The big, the big chief. And um, is it Maffei or Maffei? Maffei, I Maffei, think, I think I you're think. right. And he was talking about the guy was asking him, of course, about Netflix Drive to Survive, and he said, he said, I can't take credit for that. I give all the credit for that to Sean Bratches, who yes was was there. Yep. And the conversation led to. You know, our other sports talking to you about what you did. And he was like, of course, every sport, you know, literally every sport wants to know what they did. What is this magic that you've put together? The, the secret sauce, the magic dust. That has allowed MotoGP to um, to do, they, they've averaged a 25% growth in um, television ratings every year since 2018. Over that, that's a stunning it is. number. Yeah, it 25% is. a year for the last five years. So, but but the reason this dovetails into MotoGP is because he was saying, the interview asked him, are you looking at adding to your portfolio? Because Liberty Media is a, you know, they're like a holding company, I guess, essentially, where they buy companies and hold them and grow them and then sell them. And thank goodness they turned down the offer from the Saudis to sell the, the sport of Formula One. Yeah, but, thankfully. But my thought was, is that, you know... MotoGP, since Rossi left, since other things are happening, and and like they tried their own Netflix Drive to Survive series, failed miserably, right? It was a complete flop. But they're trying all these things. Tr- they've got sprint races every weekend now, which you and I both agree that's not a great idea. No. Uh, we talked to Simon... 
Patterson. Patterson, who at at. Uh, and by the way, I, it's not a good idea, not because of the spectacle. It's a bad idea because MotoGP suffers from when you fall off one of those right. things, you're going to break a collarbone, and yeah. so you can you can dis- dissipate. Like the, that, that's another reason why the, the orders has gone down. The top guys in the championship were all injured, including Marquez yeah, at the start of the season. Point. You need your stars out every weekend. Well, so I thought. I'm I'm certain they've talked. And I thought, I wonder, I mean, they're kind of primed for the picking. You know, Formula One was primed for the picking because Bernie was, it was past his time, right? Everybody's got their time and Bernie was time. It was time. He's 88 mm-hmm. years old or whatever he is. It was time back then, 10 years ago or five years ago, whatever it is. And MotoGP is kind of primed for the picking. And do you think Liberty could do the same thing with MotoGP as they've done with Formula One? Well, I'd love to. If I, w- I would be earning the kind of money they are if I could answer that question properly. But I will put a little bit of my oldness on, my sage wisdom on, and say, guess in 1992, when Dorna took over MotoGP, they bought it off. Who? Bernie Eccleston. Oh, Two-wheel productions. I did know that. He briefly owned that. MotoGP. Yes, I so, remember. So yeah. there you go. Um, and so, yeah, I do. I absolutely do think it's prime pickings. And, you know, we, we, we met Dan Busamundo in, uh, at MotoGP here, the new commercial director. The American. The American, who has been with the NBA for some 18 years. And, and oh, my, by the way, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. No, no, but I, I was going to ask you about it. Okay, so. 18 years at the NBA, basically globally taking NBA to that thing. And now he's in MotoGP taking what is essentially a Spanish-based championship and certainly a European-based championship, as Formula One is, and bringing and trying to bring it and grow it here in the States. And, you know, companies like us should be involved in that process because, like you say, it is a fantastic product. You know, one of the comments on, um, uh, on YouTube uh, from our, our mate in Thailand is, you know, hey – Four guys on the last lap, all vying for the for the win, and it. I mean, you know, it's fantastic motorsport. It's a fantastic sport, full stop. You know, and so yes, the pickings are there. It is a absolutely. If you look at Supercross and how good that and how popular that is in the states, MotoGP could be up there it with just, the right marketing. It just needs a little packaging. It needs a little. I, I, and I don't know. And and I, I literally thought of this an hour and a half ago, but and was, you know what Dan Bussamundo said at that MotoGP weekend, which I've remembered through and through. Somebody said, hey, you don't have an American in MotoGP. How are you ever going to spark the interest? And he said, you all watch the World Cup and you all watch Lionel Messi. He isn't American. And America was in the World Cup, but it didn't win the World Cup. So I don't believe that. If the product's good... Americans will get behind it. I, I think it's more true for Formula One than it is for MotoGP yeah. because because when people see the aliens as, they're as they called are called, that, yeah. it is crazy. Oh. When you look at these guys and go, they're going that fast on a motorcycle, and you know, we saw them. I saw them go 215 miles an hour or whatever it I did with a radar gun that one time, and I'm like. People... And like Formula One, you were there this year uh, at that that sort of village that I did with this sort of meet and greet with the fans. You saw how popular they are. They yeah. they are aliens, and people they they're rock stars. Yeah, and TW says just now on YouTube, he says it needs a little exposure because the racing is great. You're right. You're absolutely right, TW. But it needs more than exposure. It needs some, you know, uh, whether it's a, a a drive to survive. I don't think it necessarily has to be that. But I think it, it needs... needs a home that will put it prime time. ESPN. Sure. ESPN. If you look at how ESPN have marketed Formula One and each and every race now, 
breaking down the records. I know you're going to talk about that in a minute, but um, yeah. over a million in each in each race. We got record numbers for for uh, uh, Spa, but the reason is it's on ESPN, and while that was a cable channel, and it is a cable channel, um, even if it's, you don't have cable, it's available. MotoGP, by the way, do a great platform if you sign up for the season. We're, we're members of it, and so you can watch the races on demand and all the rest of it. But as many of our fans have said, MotoGP needs to be on a, you know, a, on a a place where destination TV, they always call it, the execs call I it. I feel like what for the American audience, you know, MotoGP used to be so big when we had the big names, the Americans. But, yeah, Kenny Roberts. But it needs a, it needs a little more, um, like the commentators – it's a little – it's kind of far towards the inside baseball, the comedy. And they are British, and they talk about – yeah, exactly. It's British-centric again, yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and, and you're right. It, 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 it's tweaks that can make the yep. difference. I mean, we all I mean, know you that think the, about the it. last little detail is sometimes the thing that pushes whatever it is over the top. How hard would it be for, would it be for me to bring Colin Edwards, Josh Hayes, Cameron Bobier, Joe Roberts, Kenny Roberts? There's your team, baby. Wayne Rainey, my old boss, and put them on a radio show like this or a TV show like this. Did you like include this. Kevin Schwantz in that? Uh, oh, did I miss my mate? <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying, yes, right? Yes, And, yeah, and I think we should be doing that. I'm hoping to do that. So, um, you know, with all the years, I did 20 years in, in bikes, you know. So, um, we've and the Americans, that's why I'm mentioning all those names. The Americans... Uh, talent and Spees, um, you know, and, and more recently, you know, Joe Roberts coming up and, and there's plenty of others, you know, and Moto America has now come back. The AMA has been put back on its feet by Wayne Rainey. So the time is now. Yeah, so. it is the right time. Okay. Well, that's a good transition. We'll get in our last quick break and we'll be right back and we'll get some Formula One stories. You're listening to Sunday Night with Speed City back after these messages. Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. If you want to know where the path to Formula One and Indy begins, it's three simple letters. VRD. VRD Racing of Atlanta, Georgia are dedicated to nurturing young, single-seater drivers on their quest to the pinnacle of motorsport. Having just wrapped up the team's championship title in 2021 in the F4 US Championship, they also have programs in FR Americas, the all-new USF Juniors, and the road to Indy. VRD is the perfect environment for success. To join the team, drop them a DM on Instagram at Velocity underscore RD. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hi, this is Max Steppen, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio. 
Speed City. I had somebody ask me, thank you, Max. I had somebody ask me, said, oh, is Max Verstappen, when you interview him, is he just this no. a-hole? And I was like, absolutely no, no. not. He was, I said, I'm, I'm not competing against him on the track. I, he's friendly as can be. Yeah, same with he, Michael Schumacher at the time. I, I, I spent a lot of time And he wasn't nice to us because we were journalists because we're nobody, right? Right. You know, it's not like he was talking to ESPN or Sky or whatever. And he was very pleasant and very nice to us. You know, he's got his own sim race team, right? Which Shane Van yes. Gisbergen's in, funnily enough. Well, he's now going, I, I was one of the stories I put in the, the show tonight was uh, if we wanted to talk about it, but he's now going. Do it, yeah. He's going to go do the real thing. He's going to try and uh, get his own Verstappen team going. That's very cool. Well, I want to talk about Coda a little bit um, because they are on their website. They said, now available USGP shuttle passes. And that's, in my mind, when I think Now we're of, talking Formula One. Yeah, for USGP, for Formula One, and uh, for the race coming up here in October, they're talking about you can buy your shuttle passes, right? Save time and money and buy your shuttle passes now. That transformed the traffic situation. Yes, it did. Of that and the extra plus, road. Plus the extra beers because you don't have to drive home. Well, yeah. <laughs> And they last year they had more than six hundred buses because that same person who was when I was talking to first about with the Verstappen, they were saying like, oh, but I guess the traffic and everything is a nightmare. I said, no. You remember when we left Coda last year? We were home at your apartment. Yeah, yeah. In central in 50 Austin, fifty minutes. It was like twenty five. Yeah. Let's say. Well, we stopped for beer. Yeah. Instead of the normal eighteen minutes or whatever, it was it was almost now that was a good hour plus after the race. But still, in years past, it was like four hours. One year, it took us like four hours. I, I think that was like three years ago. I'll tell you what, if you but haven't gone into go on. But the point of all that is, is they have fixed it. They yes. have absolutely, absolutely 100%. And built roads. Yeah, because the, the main road on the north side of Coda used to be two lanes, mm. and now it's five. Yeah. So they do four lanes in, uh, you know, to go to the race, and then four lanes out. So it is dramatically fixed. And it's not just that road in the shuttles. It's everything that they've done, and they have figured it out. I can't wait till October. It's going to be cracker, uh, not only for the racing, but do you think Coda are listening? Because I've, I've got a promo that I've written for them. Okay, let's hear it. They've got the killers and queen dynamite with a laser beam. You know what? I think that's a, a fantastic promo, but we're going to get somebody else to voice it. <laughs> ah. So close, so close. Actually, that wasn't too bad. Was it? Was better but, than I thought. I was ready no, that, to cringe. No word of a lie. The Killers are playing and Queen uh, with Adam Lambert. Um, so, uh, in terms of the you know the backdrop of the Formula One event, to have two fantastic bands. Yeah, I, I might take. Can I take the weekend off and just take the shuttle, take some beers, and go and see the music instead? <laughs> It's half your company, <laughs> buddy. You <can't>. Okay. <laughs> no, sir. You oh dear. Oh well. <laughs> I'll hang out with Bob and Dave and the rest of the game. <laughs> Oh, let's see. We got lots of Formula One stories we can talk about, Jonathan. Um, one I had on my list. I'll talk about one and you choose one. But mine was was in that same interview that Greg Maffei did, the CEO of Liberty Media. He was talking about the F1 digital experience. Yeah. And encompassed in that is everything from their new website, which is if you compare it to any motorsport, including MotoGP, which has a great website. It does. Formula One is... Head they are and killing it. Shoulders and so it. too are they on the live graphics and the and the video pass with the onboards and so on. It's everything just, the radio, everything fantastic, right? And the, the and and just the digital side of it, right? Um, like F one TV, you remember it had teething pains, yeah, because they literally was just the the uh, video delivery side of it that was kind of glitchy. They figured that out, but if you go there now, F one TV, 
you can go back at least five years. I yeah. saw, yeah. I think through 2018, and look at every single race. And what I've been doing is going back and and you know watching last year's race instead of just looking at the the stats about it. But go back and watch last year's race before we come to it, and just have it on in the background if I'm not watching it up close. But um, but they have. You know all the onboards that you can do now oh, like yeah. on TV. You That's can... I love. I sit and with, sit and listen to Alonso all day long. I know. Is there? Have you listened to anybody? Besides, no, you did. Ricardo I know. I last did Ricardo. Week. I've done yeah. uh, Lando. Lando doesn't say much. Yeah. Um, but uh, Alonso is hilarious. He's looking at he's looking at the he's looking at the big screens going. So why is Ocon in eighth? He was in six a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Why you, have you got time? Um, if you have not watched the onboards, go to Alonso mm. and then you'll get hooked. Because... By the way, by the way, I've woke I've woken up the beast. <laughs> Paul Bri- Paul Bryan's just come in. Greeny, don't give up the day job. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I, it wasn't that bad. But we will probably get a professional voice over. Hey, and Dave Lawrence says Costco has three day GA passes in Austin in the store for three forty nine plus cacks. I saw that. On for the killers and queens, you know, like you're going down the aisle of Costco, <laughs> and they have, you know, they have like uh, a cardboard. You pick it up and you take it to the register, and they had a whole row of them, three hundred and fifty bucks plus plus tax. But yeah, that's a you know for a three day pass for that kind of music. And by the yeah. way, th- those two headliners, there's a whole bunch more music. A bit like Nashville this weekend. There's a whole other bunch of uh, music for the weekend and things to do, karting, there's stuff for the kids. Uh, there's there's chance to look at new cars and uh, oh yeah, you know, there's, there's so much going on. It's a great weekend out. All right, so let's look at the other F1. I basically what I was just saying is the F1 digital side is just phenomenal. And I guess if you threw drive to survive in that category, then it, it is more than a home run because it's transformed the sport and almost transformed all of sport because everybody's, you know, looking for their, their magical drive to survive. But, uh, but yeah, Jonathan, you had some. Uh, yeah. Do you want to hear my dot to dot now? I do. Paul Bryan, stand by. So. As long as, as you we, don't sing it. I'm not going to sit. No more singing. I promise. <laughs> as you know, as you bloody well know, I'll do my mic. Okay. Now Alpine have gone down the bloody toilet in the last few weeks. They fired everybody, including Pemaine, who was there for 32 bloody years. And they've hired Michael Caine to... And they've hired Michael Caine and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> He's bought a bit of the action. It's all going wrong. No, but the, the truth is Alpine was, um, in all seriousness, um, they've got two great drivers in Gasly and Ocon. Um, they are the guts of what was the Renault team. Uh, and, and before they still that, the really And they are, still are, yeah. yeah. But they got rid of Otmar, uh, Safnar. Um, right or wrong, don't know. But mid-season to get rid of the team principal and the guy who basically is the force behind the design of the car and has had a hand in Alonso's and yeah. many others' uh, success over the years. Um, that was a bloodletting, man. That it was, was a bloodletting. Plus, Rossi's gone, the, the guy that was the CEO. Yeah. That happened Lauren in Miami, Rossi. if you're Lauren Rossi, and that happened at Miami. So they're literally limping along right now. But here's my dot to dot. When that happens... And there's somebody like Andretti who has a Renault engine contract as well as Cadillac mm. and GM in his pocket because they don't have a Formula One engine. So when Andretti announced right at the beginning of his quest that he'd already done an engine deal with Renault, isn't this the time to the, send in the cavalry, Mr. Andretti? Come in and sort this problem out. So my dot to dot is, no, I agree with Michael that very few of the teams want an 11th franchise. And I may have, I don't think that's right because there's room for 12. There is in the Concord agreement that ability. But okay, if Michael can't come through the door that way, well, let's save Alpine. And bring somebody who knows how to run a team. Well, they're rudderless. They don't have a boss at the moment. Yeah. 
And that was the most amazing thing about the Belgian Grand Prix for them to admit that they hadn't put anybody. They, oh, we're going to fire Otmar. Well, who's replacing him? Yeah. Uh, and as Udon, uh, our man in Thailand said, is, is it Bonotto? We don't know, but well, they've got nobody right now. Well, I saw your notes, and I knew this is where you were going. <laughs> but I, but I, and I thought about this when I was saying this earlier about Andretti, about what if, what the, what better time to have just won Formula E championship and winning and and uh, IndyCar races and winning all over the planet with all these different series. And Andretti is, and you know, and they're building this giant facility. So they're building sports cars. They're building yep. road cars that could be sold in America. This is the time Alpine for is, yes, yeah. yes. The, the, yeah, the time fact, is right. Uh, you were telling me about this earlier in the week, and I sent you that photo yes. that Alpine brought a road car to Miami mm-hmm. because I, you know, me, I'm a road car geek. So I was walking through the the uh, the paddock. Actually, I was walking out to the broadcast booth, and I saw this car. I was like, Ah, what is that? And I, yeah, and it was and an I Alpine. Snapped the photo. I walked up. Snap was an Alpine. Yep. So and that and that was actually last year. Well, they're right? also bring, b- building a white car as well. Yeah. So you know, the, the, I, anyway, the, the the I just think that if I was Michael Andretti, I'd be like, guys, you're in trouble, and you need Andretti Global in 2025 to come. You know, and we need to start working on building you a business that is going to be successful. Because when all the you know when it, when it, all the, the stars align, that could be a massively potent factor. Think about it. Renault hasn't got a customer. They're the only engine right, manufacturer, that have a powertrain builder. Yeah. That only has themselves, and it puts them at a major disadvantage. Completely, because they don't have that. I mean, how much how much data does Ferrari get from everybody? Don't Remember, I mentioned Zach Brown. What's his engine going to be in twenty six? Good question. Well, I know. So the point is, putting a massive team around Alpine that would be led by Andretti Global, potentially with a customer. In McLaren and Zach Brown, yeah. Renault. When I joined, well, when I was working for ESPN, Renault had Jack Villeneuve and Damon Hill, and before that, they had you know, um, it, you know, it, it, yeah, it was massive. Renault were with Williams, and they were winning title after title yeah. after title. So when they're good, they're very, very good, and they're not far off and it as a an engine. Huge company, they're reli- too, exactly. You know, they're reliable. Their engines are reliable, and if you look at the straight line speed of Alpine. And Gasly and so on, it's up there with well, the Mercedes. The, the problem with Andretti, it would be maybe the same problem they already had with Alpha, with Alphatari, right? When they were saying the control issue. Now, now I guarantee you, Andretti's probably that soil may have loosened a little well, bit. Right now, nobody's at the wheel of the darn ship. Well, that, but I'm saying on the Andretti side, because they're not going to come in, they're going to want. Oh, no, he's going to want to buy it outright. Controlling yeah. interest. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, that Alvatore deal was ridiculous. Hey, we, we just got a, a little bit of time, and I'm, I want to devote just a tiny bit to this story. And it popped up again. Do you remember early in the year when Haas F1 was accused of of selling um, equipment to the Russians, to the Russian military, to make arms, to make military? Yes, equipment? that's right. Yep. And we actually, I just threw together a quick YouTube video and touched all the points. It, was, it got a little traction. It was kind of popular. Mm-hmm. And but and it was all based on a report by PBS. Well, they came out with a an update to that report yesterday, I believe it was, and they're saying that it's still happening, and but it's all happening indirectly. They say that some company popped up out of nowhere in China, of course, that is now taking Haas equipment and funneling it to the Russians through this little Chinese company that nobody's ever heard of, and they're mostly saying it's all the parts, and and in fact. There was this video uh, from this from a Russian company that 
builds optics and stuff for scopes and stuff for military. And they showed a video of their facilities and look how good we could do. And there was a Haas CNC machine with the Russian company logo plastered over the the logo, the Haas F1 logo, except they forgot one little spot oh. up in the corner. And PBS spotted I, that. But I, I'm but it just popped up and I don't know anything about all of this, but I just, you know, I I really think that if I'm Haas, I want to nip this. I do not want any part of this happening. And they need to I mean, it's hard to, for anybody to control where we're down to a minute left, but hard to control where your parts go because they're mainly spare parts. <laughs> That's to give me on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> and in the bedroom. No. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> but I, I, here's my end comment on that. Look, they're making metal objects and CNC machines. I, you got to... You can't. He's not taking a political side on this. I know, but and it's indirect. Yeah. I, I mean, Hassa Automotive are, are sold around the world. They make. They're they're getting these parts from who knows where. But, right. Uh, you yeah. can't you can't link it to their decision to back Russia. It's yeah. just not. All right, we're out of time. I'm going to update you guys. Uh, we were talking about Zach Brown. Chris Medlin has got an interview coming up with Zach Brown, so that's going to be on our Wheel to Wheel show that's on Wednesday. I was I was next standing next next to Jack Zach Brown just yesterday. Cool. And uh, yeah, and we'll be back next Sunday night. Thanks, everybody. Happy trails. Appreciate you tuning in. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.